630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Okay, Flames and Predators are scoreless with three and a half minutes left in the first period. I can also tell you the Maple Leafs lead the Flyers 2-1 in the second. Also in the second, Minnesota leading Montreal 1-zip. Detroit up 3-2 on Tampa Bay. Late second period, the Rangers with a 1-0 lead on the Jets. Ryan Strom has his 18th. After the first, no score, Panthers and Islanders. And about five minutes left in the first period, Blues leading Boston. one nothing. Buchnevich has his 28th of the season, came on the power play. Later, Blue Jackets at Sharks, Kings at Ducks, and Senators take on the Canucks. As I was telling you earlier, the Canucks have won six straight. And uh, at one point this season, they were seven games under five hundred. And they're now still alive for a playoff spot. Now, it may be a bit of a a thin strand of hope from which they are dangling, but it does exist. And we'll see if they can climb further up that strand tonight. All right. Appreciate you tuning in. You can get in touch at 780-496-0063. We also got basketball playoffs going on. It is, uh, well, just one game is underway. Atlanta leads Miami 52-49 that is with about two minutes left in the uh, second quarter Miami up one game to nothing in that series and in baseball the Blue Jays and the Red Sox are going at it that is 1-1 in the top of the fourth as the Blue Jays sitting there with a record of six and four the Red Sox are five and five I I want to get to a little bit more on the Oilers here but I I want to touch on something else I I attended a news conference today before Oilers practice started and uh, this this is really cool, and this is a big initiative. So the Edmonton Oilers Community Foundation donating $2 million, $2 million to Kids Sport. We have a new hockey assist program, the Kids Sport Hockey Assist Program, which is set up. It's going to help qualified kids in Alberta from Red Deer North. They will have their full registration fees covered, and they'll also have uh, access to no-cost equipment. You can learn more about this at kidsporthap.ca. I'll read that again, kidsporthap.ca, HAP standing for the Hockey Assist Program. And uh, as I've I've told you guys before, I I don't have children, so I'm not really too immersed in what's going on with minor hockey. But I can tell you this, the average cost of minor hockey registration fee, $750 per season. 750 bucks per season. So this is going to help low-income families uh, cover that and get kids involved in the sport. Really cool. And I talked to Corey Smith, who's the chair of the Edmonton Oilers Community Foundation. Well, man, what a day. I mean, how does it feel to, to get this going? Uh, this feels so good. You know, we... Um we started to try to get more strategic about the uh, about our giving with the Edmonton Oilers Community Foundation and focus on areas where we can have the greatest impact. And we landed on two areas. One is kids in sport, primarily hockey, and the second is a healthy and safe ice district because of the footprint that we occupy here. So this is our big, you know, the, you know, the, the partnership with Kids Sport sort of hits it right down the middle uh, of that focus on kids in hockey. And um, you know, not not only does this going to allow Kids Sport to fund more kids in hockey, it's going to allow them to fully fund 
like you know, uh, we heard today that uh, up until now they've only been able to partially fund kids' registration and equipment. Now we're funding every single kid that wants to play the full registration fee and all the equipment. It actually it works out to about twelve hundred dollars per child in the sport. They're very exciting, very big. Awesome. And t tell me about the impact of the 50-50 in this. Because, I mean, I, I watched that number all game and updated in the intermissions. I mean, unbelievable. Yeah, you know, um, when when uh, when COVID hit in 2020, you know, we were worried. We thought the 50-50 was going to die. And then when we started talking about playing hockey in a bubble, we really thought the 50-50 was going to die. But, man, then along came the digital 50-50, and that opened up a whole new world of possibilities. It was like fans throughout Alberta could participate now via the 50-50. And instead of dying, we exploded. Um, you, you know, our, um, the program kind of gained 10x the times it was, the, you know, the size it was when we had the playoff run in 20. 17 and that's allowed us to really focus our, our giving even bigger and make donations of this size to kids sport yeah pretty significant uh, that's Corey smith the chair of the edmonton oilers community foundation and uh, again kidsporthap.ca to learn about the kids sport oil country hockey assist program two million dollars to get it going and there's something and then i know we often talk about the 50 50 and who's it uh it, it's helping on any given night and just in you know in general if you're buying a 50 50 ticket here's something tangible uh, and you're going to help kids and families get involved in hockey in uh, red deer north in alberta so that is really really cool actually i'm going to do a little bit more on that a little bit later on because i grabbed another interview on that today as well but that was announced uh, this morning 10 o'clock in the hall of fame room at rogers place then the oilers hit the ice for practice uh, evander kane uh, once again, dealing with the arbitration matter, so he was not there, expected to return tomorrow. Kyler Yamamoto was back on the ice after taking a maintenance day yesterday. That was tense Saturday afternoon, wasn't it? When he got drilled with that Evan Bouchard slap shot, he went off the ice, which like ran straight down the tunnel, came back for a shift, and then left again, and then he came back for the third period. So he needed Monday off, but he was uh, back out today. And now the Oilers will take on the Dallas Stars tomorrow night. I gave you the magic numbers. We know the Oilers are, are close. You know, if things go well, maybe even this weekend or early next week, they'll finally officially clinch a playoff spot, but trending in the right direction. You know, it's, it's interesting. I, I was talking to someone today who, who covers the National Hockey League, and this person said, Reed, the Oilers are going to finish second in the Pacific Division, right? I said, well, very, very likely, looking very good. And this person said to me, Reed, I'm telling you, the Edmonton Oilers are going to play the 16th best team of the 16 who make the postseason. And that might be right, both in terms of points and uh, perhaps in terms of, of power rankings. I mean, certainly uh, likely in terms of points. You got everybody in the Eastern Conference well up 96 points or more you have la with 90 nashville and dallas with 91 so if la falls off somebody's going to pass them probably having the low 90s or or la is going to get to the mid 90s and get in but likely won't have more points than nashville or dallas and just the the trend of of how that team is playing but wouldn't it, like wouldn't this be something and we're going to have john garrett on a little bit later on because like i said the canucks are Quite frankly, under Bruce Boudreaux, the, the Canucks are a top 10 team in the league, but they started so poorly. Wouldn't it be something if it came down to the final game of the season next Friday for the Canucks to make the playoffs and the stakes of them making it were that they'd also play the Oilers in the first round? 
which maybe, maybe in that case, you, you wouldn't say Vancouver was the weakest team going into the postseason because they would have had to win something like, you know, 12 of their final 15 to get in. Uh, and then you got Thatcher Demko, who's an outstanding goaltender. But I, I think that the reason this person said to me, said that to me was thinking that this was going to be one of two teams, either the Los Angeles Kings, who are kind of mediocre lately, four, five, and one in their last 10, plus have been beaten by the Oilers in three of the four meetings this season and uh, just might be the most favorable matchup for the Oilers because Drew Doughty isn't going to come back. They, they will be healthier than other times the Oilers have played them this season. Or uh, the Oilers are going to play the Vegas Golden Knights, who the Oilers beat three out of four times, who they uh, took care of on the weekend, and who have really looked like a really inconsistent team. Um, lost to New Jersey. I, I mean, my buddy Rob Brown always says it's not a must win until a loss eliminates you from playoff contention or from the playoffs. But if you're playing a team the caliber of the New Jersey Devils with six games left in the regular season and you're out of a playoff spot, it's it's kind of a must win and Vegas wasn't able to do it. So right now, Vegas and Los Angeles appear to be two teams that to some extent are limping to the finish line. Maybe that's a slight example. I know Vegas's record in their last 10 is still pretty good, but they dropped the game in Edmonton and then lost to the Devils. So maybe not limping to the finish line, but don't appear to be going into the postseason in fine form like the Oilers are playing better than they have for most of the year. I guess the wild card in this is still the Vancouver Canucks who are, at a disadvantage with their point total, but if they keep winning, they still could get in. So what this person said to me could possibly be true, um, probably more so if it's LA or Vegas than if it is the Vancouver Canucks. But that would be the turnaround of turnarounds if Vancouver got, I think Vancouver won eight of their first 25 games and uh, they're 30, 13 and eight under Bruce Boudreau. And I remember when I talked to Matt Sakaris broadcaster out of Vancouver the day they fired Travis Green and he said they basically need a couple of 10 game winning streaks to make the playoffs like they have to go 20 games over 500 with Boudreaux as coach to get in well there's 17 games over 500 with Boudreaux as the coach so it, it has been pretty significant there what they've been able to do and still still despite that poor start, a possible first-round playoff opponent for uh, the Edmonton Oilers. You know, you got St. Louis and Minnesota pretty much locked in. What a series that might be. And, oh, by the way, the St. Louis Blues have won nine in a row (laughs) and are ahead of St. Louis or are ahead of Minnesota by a point. The Wild do have a game in hand. And two teams, and, and, and as we've talked about, two teams that would be troublesome for the Oilers if the matchup ever got to that. Colorado has run away with that division. So you're going to, I mean, the most likely scenario is Colorado is going to play either Nashville or Dallas. Calgary will play either Nashville or Dallas and, and Calgary's playing Nashville tonight. And I I think I've referenced this before. I, I've talked to the people who watch the flames. And one guy said to me, "I, I don't know that Nashville might be the toughest test for them that Nashville would be a tough out for Calgary. We're going to get some information on that tonight. I still heavily favor Calgary in a first round series. Might even be a waste of eight days for who's ever playing them. Maybe just saying like Daryl Sutter said about whoever Colorado plays, but it's fun to talk about the matchups. Once we get into in there, you kind of throw out the regular season to some extent and, and you just start to go from there, but that's how things are shaping up. I, I think 
regardless of who the Oilers play, if they play the way they've been playing lately, they got a shot. I mean, they got certainly in the first round, you'd think they have a shot. If they wind up playing Calgary in the second round, and oh my goodness, who wouldn't love that? I would love to see a battle of Alberta. 1991 was the last time we had one. And if they were the top two teams in the division, and you got all the storylines with the turnaround for the Flames from last season, with Sutter behind the bench like he was earlier in the franchise's history, with Markstrom having that great year, with Goudreau having that great year, with Kachuk being probably the number one villain in, in oil country, and the Oilers trying to, you know, get back to glory and and beat the Flames and put these last two playoff disappointments behind them and can McDavid and Drysettle do it in the playoffs and can Smith or Koskinen or whoever, like just so many storylines. And then on top of that, oh yeah, it's the hatred between the two cities. Would love to see that. We're still, well, I guess we're about a month away. If <laughs> depending on how things go, Battle of Alberta could be starting in about a month. Would love to get there. We got uh, a Battle of Alberta, sort of. It's not Edmonton, Calgary. It's Edmonton, Lethbridge coming up in the WHL playoffs. We shall enlighten you on the matchup with Brad Lauer when we get back. tell you something here for the fourth time in their modern franchise history the Edmonton Oil Kings have won 50 regular season games back in 11-12 they won 50 they won the WHL in 12-13 they won 51 they lost the WHL championship series in 13-14 they won exactly 50 they won the WHL championship and oh by the way they won the Memorial Cup this year's team finishing with a stellar record of 50-14-4. So the expectations are high. And I'm not saying that to be cheeky about the team. I'm saying that because I've said it all year. And I've said it to this guy. And I'm keeping my expectations high going into the playoffs. Oil Kings head coach Brad Lauer is on the line. Brad, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing fine, Reed. Thanks. No response to my little intro. There. Just letting it slide, <laughs> eh? I was going to, but I said, oh, you know what? I'll just let it go for now. <laughs> okay. He's, he's offering me the no comment, which I which I understand. But, hey, let, let's put a capper on it. Uh, yeah. I mean, that is a great regular season record. There, And there was yeah. – the thing is, it, it wasn't like you guys were, were healthy and had an easy schedule. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were things to deal with along the way, and you still mm-hmm. got to that total. Yeah, Reed. I mean, that's exactly – I think that's one thing that's probably uh, – that. I, when I look at, I mean, it's been a short, you know, been a few days now since it's been done. But looking back at the regular season, I thought it was like probably one of the most difficult seasons as a as a coaching staff to go through with with what was going on with um, COVID and then guys being sick and then we've had a number of injuries and guys going to World Juniors missing five or six guys there and then um, you know it was just one of those years. The season got extended for two weeks and. Um, you know, but you know, credit to our young kids. I thought our young guys really played well. The team really, really stuck together and, and uh, found ways to win hockey games uh, during those mo- during those times. And um, you know, looking back at it right now, you know, that's probably the one thing that that is uh, as a coach you're most proud of is just how how you're able to get contribute uh, guys. Everyone contributes for for the wins. You know, throughout the whole year. 
And is the team healthy right now, Brett? Yeah, we're getting there. We're not far away. Um, we're a lot closer today with having everybody back than we were a couple weeks ago. So hopefully, hopefully by by sometime during the round in Lethbridge, we got everybody back. And you start against Lethbridge on Thursday, another home game on Saturday. I, I encourage yeah. people to go to oilkings.ca for the full schedule and for how to get tickets because it's going to be an absolute party for those games here coming up. Uh, tell, Give me a little bit of a scouting report on Lethbridge. The seventh seed in the conference, they they uh, had 71 points in 68 games. Yeah, you know, I think they're one of the teams this year. I, I think they're one of the most improved teams from the start of the year. And You know, I... I, and I they're a team that is. Um, they're a well-coached team. Um, their their team is very organized, very structured, and um, you know they play very well uh, a team a team structured game with the habits and details that we talk about all the time. And um, you know we've played them fairly well this year. We've had a couple games where they beat us, but um, you know they're like I said, when you play a team that works hard and as detailed as them, you know you got to make sure you're you're prepared and you're you're willing to match their work ethic and and uh, and, and 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 have your skill take over. All right, Brad Lauer, head coach of Edmonton Oil Kings, joining us tonight on Inside Sports. As you go in, into the playoffs, are are you are you totally focused on on your team, or how much scheming do you do specifically for for the Hurricanes? Like, have you been working yeah. on them for a while? Yeah, you know what we we've put together a little book for our guys. You know the things that they their tendencies, and then. Uh, things that work for us against their tendencies, stuff that we've done. Then we kind of just show with video and stuff like that. Um, you know, we we get into a little bit of them, but for the most part, uh, a lot of the stuff is just focusing on our on our on our team, um, the way we play against them. A lot of the video is from the you know last four games we played them and uh, what gave us success and what didn't work and and uh, you know build it that way. I had uh, Neighbors and Gunther on the show last week, which was a lot of fun to have those guys on together. You can you can tell there's some pretty good camaraderie. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, they, they just commented on how just getting the fans back and, and you know, the weird 24-game yeah. year with with no fans. Uh, you know, and I, again, I'm encouraging people to check out a game if they, if they got the time to go because they're a lot of fun. What, what's it like... Yeah coaching with the energy of the fans back in the building and especially well, in the playoffs here well i tell you it's been uh you know these last uh last two months two and a half months have been for us or for our home games have been really what been really it's been really good i mean we, uh the fans have really come out and supported us um you know it just brings a lot more energy into the building and you know the guys guys feed off it you know it's great to see it's great to see fans back um coming back to to sporting events and 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 taken in in some games and uh it just brings more excitement better atmosphere to to the games well yeah I, i'm really looking forward to that for sure well yeah. brad look it, it's been great having you on the show throughout the year and we've had several of your guys on and uh i i know everybody is just raring to go so go get them on thursday and beyond of course and we'll keep in touch throughout the playoffs here man great thanks reed that is Brad Lauer checking in, head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Starts Thursday against the Lethbridge Hurricanes, also a home game on Saturday. Then they're going to have a couple uh, road games. The Winnipeg Ice, by the way, got the top seed in the Eastern Conference. They got to 111 points. The Oil Kings were at 104. The, uh, the Oil Kings did win the season series and games played against the Ice. Oilers in Dallas tomorrow. It's a 5 o'clock face-off show here on Ched. The game will start at 6.30. We will jump into the Stars broadcast booth with the guy who replaced Jack Michaels in Alaska. Josh Bogorad when we get back.
630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.